0: hey guys welcome to tribe of nerds uh again uh now we are back for the next movie in our skywalker saga for star wars uh the empire strikes back uh probably one of the most iconic movies in all of cinema um so very excited to get to it with josh and gabe here um so what were you guys' uh impressions on this rewatch for empire strikes back it's
1: pretty good uh vader's cool He has more screen time. Yeah. Uh, The the uptick in quality is very noticeable. Mm
0: Because
1: it's not... Well, it's a second installment. Obviously, they had a lot more money. So it doesn't look like a piece of trash. uh, You know, low budget, sci-fi, you know. Mm -hmm. It it, it was really good. Like, uh, you know... You saw you saw Boba Fett for a hearty uh, five minutes, maybe. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> lots of iconic lines. Uh, ooh, the Vader Luke fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really, good really stuff. good.
1: Good stuff. I had a good time.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's. Yep. Still. Right now, it jumps back and forth as I uh, have said previously with being my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, uh, yep. It stayed at the top. Everything that I loved about it, I still love it. Everything I hated about it, still hate it. I don't hate much. Don't so mm-hmm. don't take that as me being a centrist on the movie. I still think it's a good part. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff that was, There's not as much in this, but some of the stuff that was added in Mm -hmm. In this one, I think a lot of the stuff that was added in is actually better I agree with that Instead of like the oil painting for Bestin They Mm -hmm. were able to actually have it be like a CGI background It was, it just made it more beautiful Mm -hmm. So yeah, this one is kind of the opposite of New Hope Where a lot of the add-ins are just stupid and you're like, why would we need that? Right, right but most of the add-ins are actually better, including the Wampa scene, where the actual Wampa in the suit, like, shows up and gets its uh, arm cut off, and you, like, see it standing there with a cut-off arm. I thought that was a really good ad.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Obviously, as Gabe said, a lot of famous lines. That's where Vader just starts choking everybody and stuff gets out of hand really quickly. So Two that's people. one of my favorite parts. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah it's it's interesting
0: yeah i bit. yeah i really enjoyed it uh on this rewatch um only a couple things that maybe i noticed where it was a little bit of a rough cut i maybe once that i noticed i think it was where the luke vader fight which is amazing otherwise but like luke steps through the door at one point and there's just another obvious cut before between when he steps out of the door um so, but that's, like, the only, like, big oof I noticed, um, that I can remember, but I loved it, uh, again, so many iconic lines, so many iconic moments, the hero banter is very, very good, um, and funny, um, as we'll talk about shortly with the cast, um, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's an iconic piece of cinema, so, um, and as Josh said, like, the Palpatine add-in with the hologram where it doesn't look like a weird, deformed thing, um, it, like, Ian McDermott actually being in there is really, really cool, so, um, we'll get into the cast, though, um, Mark Hamill is Luke in this movie, um, I thought, um, obviously through character development we're getting closer to the Luke that everybody remembers as being this badass, um, he's he's less whiny there's a couple points obviously like on dagobah where he's kind of whiny still um but you get you still get um character development where he's willing to go save he wants to go save his friends um which means he has to forego some of his training that probably would have helped him against vader but um yeah i'd I still like luke in this so
1: yeah, Luke is uh, noticeably, noticeably less um, whiny, mm-hmm. and he really uh, Mark Hamill obviously always like you know, always great to see on screen. Mm-hmm. But you did a great job, like um, just kind of playing into Luke's insecurities, I think. And you know, he's he's still pretty gung ho, and like you know, it, it it's part of his character, and he's just like he's not ready. Like, you know, he doesn't think like a Jedi yet, and, mm-hmm. um, but you still see like low key kind of like this, just, just as transformation in Luke. And I think it's really neat.
0: Agreed. Josh.
3: It's Luke in this movie is my second favorite Luke. Mm hmm. And my first favorite Luke is now tied between The Man and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But um Yeah, in this movie, as Gabe kind of pointed out, he's less of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And he whines a lot less.
2: Mm-hmm. And this
3: is the one where he kind of transitions. And he's it's in the middle of a transition, so that's why I thought it was still kind of really good for mm-hmm. him in this movie because in A New Hope he was kind of just like okay I'm just going to follow what the people around me are doing like I'm just going to try to help them mm-hmm. when he starts really working on himself but still helping the people around him right and yeah. this one is where he starts to get into how we view him in Return of the Jedi right where he is like kind of very, he's very independent Mm-hmm. And he'll still help his friend. He knows what he's doing. He has confidence. He's taken the time to train. He's taken the time to truly like meditate, and he's a much stronger Luke in that. But this is still like kind of middle of the road. He's half and half. Don't really know what's yeah. In yeah. Between.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, I just I just thought of another oof, but we'll, we'll get to that when we get to Leia. Um, <laughs> oh. But we'll talk about that. Um, let's get to Han Solo, and I just love Harrison Ford in this movie. He is probably the shining star of the heroes in this movie, because um, Harrison Ford's delivery on a lot of these lines is great, and just like this smart ass like charismatic attitude um like i mean you just get lines like laugh it up fuzzball and just like it it's so good i i think um and we know harrison ford wanted han to be killed off at the end of this movie which is what he thought would happen (laughs) till george was like nope um but yeah no i just um i i did really like han in this movie so
1: Yeah, uh, Han is, like, not gonna lie, Han Solo is kind of an incel in this movie, because, mm-hmm. like, you start off on Hoth, he's like, you wanna kiss me, don't you? Say so you <laughs> wanna kiss me, So you wanna kiss me! He's, like, really into it, I'm like, dude, you need to chill out. Yeah. But Or, or uh, he's actually pretty, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, he's he's, he's pretty uh, crazy on Hoth as it is, like, ripping open that, uh, the, what's it called? Tauntaun? taun-taun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, like, frickin' sticks Luke in its guts and stuff, and, I don't know, he's 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 sta- he's a staple of the franchise, and, you know, he's just as, uh, just as likable in here, even though we see him get caked in some, uh, some stone or whatever. Carbonite. Whatever yeah. It. Yeah, carbonite. Um, you know, I love you, I know line. Everyone
0: yeah, that one's great you. too. Uh, yeah. Wasn't that improvised? The I'm I know? I'm pretty
1: sure it was, yeah. Yeah. But between all that stuff and, like, oh, the space, like the space scenes too, like, you oh, know, yeah. Doing some crazy stuff in the Millennium Falcon, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty
3: good stuff.
0: Yeah, never tell me the odds. <laughs> um, Josh?
3: Uh, yeah. Han Solo's kind of a, he's really mixed in the beginning, Like mm-hmm. he seems kind of fucking bipolar, mm-hmm. or at least just very
2: easily angered, mm-hmm.
3: because, like, in the first one, I could seem like, more kind of angry or stern, but, like, in this one, he was like, well, it's time for me to leave. And then, like, Princess Leia didn't immediately, like, start riding him in the middle of the Hoth base, So he just got, like, angry. And he's like, fine, save your affection, princess. And just storms out. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what was that about? And like, he jumps back and forth really quick emotions in this movie. And, yeah, it was kind of, like, surprising. Because he's kind of just, like, the tough and rough smuggler. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just very weird, but he's still like a good character. He still does like crazy shit. One, I'm not one of my favorite parts is when his ass gets frozen in carbonite. Yeah, not just because like yeah, another rebel down. But like, I think it truly is a good scene, mm-hmm. and especially because like once he starts getting frozen, you obviously hear, you hear the reprise for the. 800th time in this movie because they're really trying to tell you, hey, this is the Imperial theme. Yeah. So once he's actually frozen, you just hear the fucking. <laughs> um, okay. Love it, but you know, chill. <laughs> but yeah, it's very. Ah, chill. Ah, lol. But yeah, I. I'm solo in this movie is still pretty damn cool. I mean, even though I'm not like a big Rebels guy, I can admit Hunt like He's got that. He he got it. He's cool. He, he,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um Then let's get to the to Leia. Aside from the oops scene I like Leia, the oops scene yeah. of hi- her her kissing her brother. I mean I know I think that's clear that they at least did not have this part planned out that they would be brother and sister yet. Um yeah, I just... I mean, other than that, I like Leia. Um all you know... I mean, she has some good banter with Han of just kind of, like, shutting him down when he's just being kind of a jerk. And then, um... You know, I, and then kind of them falling in love. Um, which, you know, they should rather than Leia and Luke falling in love, obviously. Um, but, um... Yeah, no, I, she's pretty good other than that one scene.
1: Yeah, she ditches her princess outfit, too. Yeah. And she's just, like, she's even more... Not that she wasn't, like, you know, a cool character in the first, but, like, she's even more just kind of, like, screw you, kind of, like, in this movie. Like,
2: mm-hmm. like you know,
1: she tells off Han and whatnot, and, you know, she's she's really, like, dedicated to the fight or whatever, so... She's 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 very
3: likable.
0: Mm-hmm. Josh,
3: I freaking love Leia's hoth outfit. Mm-hmm. I think it looks cool. It truly, yeah, kind of like how Gabe said she ditches her like princess uniform. So now we're seeing her transition because like she's not a princess. She's general. Like, that's, that's one thing that I actually liked about the sequels. Instead of being like, oh, Princess Leia, it's, like, General Organa mm-hmm. and, or, like, General Leia, mo- mostly General Organa. But, yeah, right. she's, like, quite literally the head bitch in charge. Like, she's taking over. She's leading a lot of stuff. Like, she's not the person, but she's pretty high up there. And she's killing it and yeah she's becoming what we didn't know she was going to become like yeah oh yeah princess needs rescued we didn't know that she was literally going to watch like the destruction of her people and Mm -hmm. her entire family and her civilization and then immediately turn back around and become a general a top-tier general in the Mm -hmm. rebellion's army Leading right. the charge against her own father, who is the second in command to the Emperor of the Galaxy, which right. like we didn't know that at the time, but now that we know it, it's sick as fuck. Like Leia's kicking ass and taking names, man. Mm-hmm. He is like I, she was cool in the first one when you're like, whoa, she's shooting motherfucker. But in this one, like, once again, when she takes that gun, she starts shooting stormtroopers, and she's, like, fighting for herself. She has Chewie alongside never, her. And, yeah, it's, she's badass. It truly defines her more in this movie than just, like, ah, yes, here is a woman who is in a movie. In this one, they're like, nah, here is a badass woman in a movie. Like, here's the Sigourney, Weaver, in Alien mm. that we're putting into Star Wars. And it, yeah, it works. Like, after that, everyone's like, hell yeah, Link's tough as shit. Which, that I honestly believe that this movie is what defined that most.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. Um...
3: Especially because she's, like, giving commands in the Hoth's face. She's telling them, like, what's going to happen. And all the soldiers <laughs> are sitting there like, okay. <laughs> yep. And then, yep, like, she's giving orders. And we're like, wow, like, yeah. We saw her, like, telling Luke and Han what to do and Chewie. But, like, now she's giving orders to military personnel. Like, we know she's a big deal now. So I was like, yeah, this is, like, an important character change that, yeah, is a really good idea on their part, I think.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um and then we might not have as much to say here with, uh, Chewbacca, but, I mean, um, Chewbacca in this one, you get to see that Chewbacca really cares about, uh, his friends and, um, everybody, because, especially with the scenes with, uh, him taking care of C-3PO after he gets shot apart, um, and he prevents C-3PO from being destroyed, and, um, and then him, uh, when Han, uh, is, uh, thrown into the jail cell before he gets put in carbonite, uh, that scene as well is really, really good for Chewie, so, um, Chewbacca, Chewbacca's cool, it's not, I mean, again, it's a, it's, uh, Wookiee, uh, you know, uh, there's good scenes, just, there's, there's no dial actual dialogue besides roaring, so.
1: He do be a
2: roaring though. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that that's about all we gotta say for Chewie. um and then let's talk billy d williams as lando in this movie i really like billy d williams here i mean he's a charmer you can really see that he is like best or he, frenemies with han solo of like they're so much alike in a way um because they're both charismatic they're both uh charmers Uh, you know, they both know how to swindle and smuggle their way through things. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed Lando in this movie. Um, and then, of course, you know, he's still, despite making the deal with the Empire to help his people on Cloud City, he still is willing to help the Rebellion out because he realizes that it is the right thing to do. So...
1: Mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite characters like probably in the entire series mm-hmm. probably because like when you first see them get on bespin you're like oh shit like there's someone that's like just as slimy as han if not more like right. more sly than him mm-hmm. so it's like cool to see that and like you know it's good to see him and like in the heroic role even though he does kind of like you know, do, he, he did whatever he did, um. Right. Yeah, 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 he's a really cool character, I'm glad they, I'm glad they brought him back in, like, future things, and, Mm -hmm. you know, even though it was kind of a miss in episode 9, and, but, you know, like, he appeared in, like, uh, Solo, which is, like, completely different actor, but, like, the spirit's still there, so, like, you know, I like the,
2: I like, I like him,
0: yeah, Donald Glover was is actually a really good actor, so I actually... I, I like Donald, Donald Glover as uh, Lando in Solo. That's actually one of my favorite parts of Solo, but...
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree on that, even though I hate Solo because it's fucking Space Crash. Yeah. But, yeah, I... I have mixed feelings on Lando, because I think he's, he's cool. Mm-hmm. But also, part of me, even though I love the Empire, still think he's a scumbag, We're like, immediately selling out Han and them. But also, right. immediately after he said the line, they got here right before you did, I didn't have a choice.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: His hand was forced mm-hmm. so like, I understand it. I hate that I understand it, but I understand it. That's just how it is sometimes. Right. But, yeah, I overall like Lando. I still think it's fucking weird that like i think it's at the end of this movie Rando's and in like han's clothes i saw that yeah and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like what Just sold him out like two hours ago and now you're raiding his wardrobe like <laughs> dude you couldn't have packed a bag before you left <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck but yeah i think it's I think lando's very interesting and i did like seeing him once again pop up in episode nine thanks for ma- making us wait two fucking movies to get to him but yeah. yeah i loved him popping up um i think he was a great addition to the star wars universe people love him mm-hmm. i love him i think he's phenomenal he has an unbreakable charm that few other star wars actors have and that's
2: just with his character right like i'm not gonna lie luke skywalker on solo they couldn't
3: have charm if it bit him in the ass Mm. but lando immediately showed up on the scene and he's like yeah i just sold out leaders of the rebellion what about it (laughs) he was charming and even the people who were like fuck you
2: lando were also like damn it you're charming (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I, dude, he could convince me to
3: slaughter ones, like, whatever he wanted. Jeez. Like, he truly is the most charming person in all of Star Wars, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have a great love for Billy B. Williams. I think he was fantastic. And I, I couldn't love him more. He's the best. And I wish him nothing but the best.
0: Yeah, are we, isn't... Uh, aren't we getting Donald Glover in a Lando show or was I yes. just, okay.
3: And I think it was, narr- I think it's narrated by Billy B can't remember. Okay. I thought Billy Dee was involved in some way, mm-hmm. but also that might've just been speculation. I did not fact check that. So don't take my word and don't yell at me if I'm wrong.
0: No worries. <laughs> um.
3: <laughs> I'm watching you.
0: <laughs> um. And then R2 and 3PO, I mean, I think we said it in A New Hope, uh, podcast that, Josh, you brought it up that they're much better together, and I agree, because here they're separated and they're not as good alone without the other, and then you get more of their banter at the end of the movie, um, when r 2 d two is helping the C-3PO get back together, um, so I, otherwise they're just, they're just all right, um they're not, like we said, they're not as good alone. So
1: Can concur. Um, it was kind of cute seeing R2 on Dagobah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're better off together.
0: Right.
3: Josh? I, obviously I know have brought up the point, so mm-hmm. we don't know any point about it, but <laughs> <laughs> not shade, It's kind of sounded like I was being a shady bitch when I said it that's not how I meant to come up. but yeah I do really think that they are much better as a duo rather than when they're apart cause yeah, even more in the sequels I keep jumping ahead or behind whatever, but like in the prequels, when they're together, it just feels right,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and in the sequels, when they're together, it just feels right
2: Mm-hmm.
3: and when you take them apart it's kind of like when a band breaks up like yeah they're good mm-hmm. and you should have heard how they sounded together like it's it's just one of those things where they're both great and mm-hmm. we still love them when they're apart but when you put them together it's just re- it hit's a real sweet spot and you just love it and you're like is how it's supposed to be this is what this is what the world is like this is what we want this is what it should be like to mm-hmm. like there's some things that the world just knows like terrorism is bad pineapple doesn't belong
2: on pizza and c3o and r2d2
3: belong together like it's just those are just norms
0: yeah so true um and let's get to everybody's favorite character in this movie um and really i don't think that's even a question um darth vader uh give it up for how much awesome uh awesomeness and power that darth vader exudes in this movie um yeah i mean i i should probably let josh speak on vader um as much as he wants um but you know, I just. Vader's awesome in this movie, so.
2: Oh my
3: god. Yeah, you're damn right. This movie was. I, this is the movie that
2: defines Darth Vader. Yeah. The first time we got part of it, and we were like,
3: yo, who's this dude in the helmet yelling at this old white guy? And <laughs> we were like intrigued, but this is the movie that really started answering things. And it wasn't answering questions like, "Who is he?" But it was answering questions like, "How does he act? What does he really do within the Empire?" Mm-hmm. Like, he like evil, evil. Or <laughs> 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 I think we knew that once he uh, planet. But uh, <laughs> this one is really like it gave us the mem- the most memorable moments, other than Rogue One. But yeah, it's like poking the shit out of people. He goes on the bridge and he's like talking to the Emperor. It's like great, even in both versions, where it was Ian McDermott or not Ian McDermott, yeah, he it was awesome. And we were like, Wow, like he has a boss like that, that guy, that evil one. So, like, we were surprised to learn that he has a boss, but like, it also showed that like he will spare nothing find these rebels like he will exude every resource he has he was leading his star destroyers into asteroid fields we see that one of them the bridge gets knocked out by an asteroid and one of his emeralds dies just right in front of him and he doesn't even look over to see where he went he just keeps focusing on the guy who's talking Mm -hmm. we can tell that he really has very little sympathy
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and He's truly looking for these people, and where you know. I remember most of the movie when I was younger. I was like, you know, why? I was like, why does he care so much about these people? <laughs> like, I was like, they're terrorists in his mind. But mm-hmm. I was like, why is he so focused on like this one guy? Because was a, like, and I'm sure Skywalker is with him. I was like, yeah, maybe he knows he blew up the Death Star, but still, like, right, he got a bounty or something. And in this movie, he did. Like, he did that too. <laughs> And we're all like,
0: "Damn, this both works kind of smart." Like, not gonna lie. And the reveal yeah,
3: where the memorable lines come from. We find out that he's Luke's father, and we find out that like he's just he's just destroying the galaxy. He will rip it apart, find Luke. Mm-hmm. And his suit gets more. Um, it gets polished. It looks nicer because of the bigger budget, mm-hmm. and the voice is more clear but still with the robotic sense in the back and it's oh my he's just better and there's kind of like they gave him more screen time which really just made more mystery Mm -hmm. but also like this movie obviously did answer one of the biggest questions when they were like yeah he's Anakin Skywalker and yeah I'm this movie just love it Vader's awesome it brings Luke and Vader together, and we've been kind of waiting for these two to meet. Mm-hmm. It's like they were close to meeting in the first one on the Death Star, but they didn't. And then this one finally gives us that confrontation. It's kind of like if you're watching a Marvel movie, they don't fight the villain until the second movie. Right. And that would. That's the kind of payoff that this movie gave, because you're like, F-. and yeah, Vader. Like, wipe the floor wound and yeah we saw that he was truly like we saw his physicality we saw how fucking dramatic he is this is mm-hmm. the first time where Vader was like you know what just to scare somebody I'm gonna turn off my breathing life support just to pop out and spook him in the morning To like spook him in the morning spook him <laughs> but yeah it like Oh my gosh, it made him cooler, it made him look cooler, sound cooler, act cooler, But he's just kind of sitting there, and, like, you can truly see the fear in all of the Imperials, no matter what rank they are, when he walked by, like, when all the ones are, when he's walking down the main, like, and you just see all of the people, like, looking up at him, like, nervous, because he's unpredictable, they don't know his next move, Oof. And like this is also the one that gives me one of my favorite parts when he chokes the guy out, and then he's like, "You are in command now, Admiral Piet." I was like, "Bro, he
2: literally just died. Like, he yeah. couldn't have waited like a minute or
3: five. And you also, this is also the first movie we saw that, like, obviously in the first one he was on the bridge, but mm-hmm. he truly goes into battle with his troops, and like that's one of the biggest reasons that they were him so much because mm-hmm. he's not like general where he stays on the ship and waits for the troops to get back no he went down there with them he's like right. let's go bitch I'll grab the Millennium Falcon tell me
2: what to do <laughs> I'll hold that shit in the air
3: <laughs> what do you mean and yeah it's he's just simply better in this movie like you know it and I'm not gonna lie I can't explain all of the reasons why he is but he's just yeah. Just can't get past it. He's the best in this movie. Like, this and Rogue One are the movies that truly define Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like, they just make him who we remember him as. What we remember of him and from him.
0: Agreed. Gabe, you have anything to add?
3: <laughs> um, Pretty much
1: all those points are true. I will say... My favorite parts about Vader in this is like god the fight the hey. fight the lighting Yeah. like this this the fog or smoke or whatever mm. and my favorite part about the fight in particular is like you can tell Vader is just kind of testing them mm. because you know Luke is still kind of a yuppie so when he like whips out his blue lightsaber and he's like like just trying to kind of like you know, I don't know, overpower him I guess. I like, he's, he's really trying to whack Vader with his, you know, his saber. Right. And Vader is just kind of like, gently kind of fencing back. He's not like and like, think of all the horrific ways Vader could like massacre a, <laughs> like, a young Luke right then and there. Yeah. But he didn't. Like whether it be with his lightsaber or the force or like, he could beat the shit out of Luke and he would still win, like with his fists. So it's like I don't know I just really see it's interesting and like you can tell just like I don't know he's just like kind of like gauging Luke and he's like come on come on like you're angry aren't you like he's trying to, he's trying to push him over that edge because he knows he has the same vul- vulnerabilities mm-hmm. he did as Anakin Skywalker like he's an angry he, he has anger you know and he has fear and all that stuff mm-hmm. so I, I think it's really cool the the fight was so amazing, and uh,
2: yeah,
1: he exudes a badass in this movie. He For is sure. the, the the yep, he's the guy.
0: <laughs> For sure, and we have the Imperial March being played like eight thousand times in this movie. Every time oh. the Empire comes up, <laughs> um, and my favorite part uh, with Vader is when the Millennium Falcon gets away at the end. And you just see Vader watch it take off and like the admiral that was supposed to be in charge of using the tractor beam to get it back. He's yeah. so afraid and Vader just like walks away just like he's like, I need to go sit down before I choke this dude out too. Like it's just so perfect. Um, Vader
3: just kind of shrugged that one off. And gets, like,
0: <laughs> <think>. ah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's, it's so perfect, and I mean, you have the uh, famous line, I do want to get this right, uh, it's, No, I am your father, is the exact line, not Luke, I am your father, like people believe it to be. Um, Correct. So, um, that's the Mandela effect. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, I think we've said a lot about Vader. Um, so... Then we'll move on to another amazing villain and we will rank him, uh, shortly, but Boba Fett, uh, Jeremy Bullock, uh, is the, uh, body, um, actor for the role. Um, I can't remember who originally did the voice, um, for Boba Fett, but they obviously replaced it with Tamara Morrison's voice, um, which is fine because it builds that continuity i guess with the prequels so um yeah.
1: i personally like boba more than Django. yeah i don't know there's something about his like just kind of like the green raggedy ass armor right I, I i love boba so much and like granted his screen time is limited in this one too mm-hmm. but like come on like like the scenes he's in are so cool and you get a you get a glimpse of. Uh, his ship too, when he's, uh, yeah, Han, when he carries away, um, Han, Han, yeah, yeah. He carries away, Han's uh, a little, blocked up Han,
2: so, yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, for sure, um, I, I like the voiceovers done, mm-hmm. uh, for the new edition or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it fits perfectly, you know, that, that's the voice I know,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That I'm used to, so I I don't know. Like he he's he's
3: just, he's just hard to get over.
0: Right, Josh.
3: Boba Fett is the fucking best, and I still think that Bo should fucking die for even dare questioning his Mandalorianness. He is the best. He's badass. This man worked for the Empire, and now I, yeah, I truly think that after, like, all the Mandalorian stuff, he has self-reflection. But in this movie, it's one of my favorite versions of him. He's a fucking cold-case killer, mm-hmm. and he will fill you with no remorse. And he hates everybody, very monotone, like, he's it, And, like, he's in it for the money, baby, which is, like, I don't blame him for that shit. Money is money, and I love money. So like hell yeah, Boba Fett was awesome. And even when Vader's like, "We would be honored if you would join us," and yes, Boba steps out with his fucking boot spurs. You'd see right. Like,
0: it's so, so good.
3: good. I was like, bro, this just turned into a western real quick. And I know that like Jeremy Bullock, the guy who wore the original suit, right, when he was in it, he said, "Yeah, I tried to walk like how they do in westerns, and especially with adding the boot spurs." I was like, dude, you nailed it. Like,
0: it's so good.
3: And ass. Like he looks awesome. Sounds awesome. He sound I he still sounded awesome in the original, mm-hmm. but I also think he sounds just even better with the re-edit where they actually make it Morrison. Mm-hmm. Because Morrison just he is now just the voice of every clone. And Django, he just as soon as his voice pops up, I'm like, oh I know who that is. And I'm like, yeah, he's the best. Boba's awesome. Boba forever. Mandalorian for life. Oh
0: man, we uh, got to play, talk about that
3: or whatever the fuck he would say, whatever part he's from. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, it like especially after we after they go back and show how Django acts, it makes sense why Boba would act a certain way. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, like now that we're finding out that he's still alive, I mean, we can't really be mad at him because like, yeah, of course he'd do that. That's what his dad did. That's how he was raised. I'm like, yeah, I think it's beautiful. I think Boba's beautiful. Best. Him and Vader were a dynamic duo. Like I was truly horrified of like what those two could do together. I'm like, dude, (laughs) oh my God. Like this, hmm, Star Wars universe would be fucked if Vader and Bob were like, you know what? Let's just team up for good. I'd
2: feel
3: like good luck, rebellion. Good luck.
0: Yeah, um, and I mean, we do get glimpses of the other bounty hunters that were hired, like Bosk and um,
3: Dengar.
0: Dengar. Yeah, I'm oh, trying to remember.
3: I take it good, man.
0: Is it um, IG88? Is the um, I believe so, yeah. The killer droid. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that that it's cool to see glimpses of them um, and for them to get names in Star Wars lore as well. Um,
3: here's my hot take. Fuck Boss. Overrated.
2: Wow! <laughs>
3: Shit. What? He didn't catch anybody. He didn't do anything.
2: Did he, any of the other
3: ones do anything? Badass since day one. What?
0: Did any of the other ones besides, like... N- we're, we're leaving Boba out of this. We know Boba's badass. I'm saying that any of the other ones do anything either. <laughs>
3: no, but like everyone's like, oh my god, Boss is so cool. Like, number one, I'm going to ask the question, why the fuck was Boss putting Battlefront to it? This is a quick little rant. Like, oh. What the fuck, bro. Dengar was awesome
2: in the first Battlefront. Like, I loved him. He
3: said, yo, i going to take a dick App. I was like, fuck oh, yeah, Dengar. i like, I'm going to take a dirt nap right now, bro. Put me in it. And then like, they're like, we oh, yeah, got no boss deserved to be. I'm
0: like, bro, get Boss the fuck out of my face. Okay.
3: Smelly yeah. ass lizard doesn't mean anything to me. And he didn't do anything in this movie. And I hate all the bounty hunters other than Boba in this movie because they're all shit. They didn't do anything. Boba was smart. They're like, I guess we're just going to go loop him in the Alabama system.
0: Hey, you go there and get a drink. I'm like, bro. <sighs> yeah, like, I agree with like, you. That's the
3: end of my point.
0: I, I agree with you. I mean, other than Boba, none of them matter, so... Um... Yeah, we are
3: all just sitting there like, look, there are different types of things and or people in the galaxy. Like, Boss just looks down like... And all the Imperials are like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, then let's... uh, We'll... So we, I did want to at least mention Alec Guinness does come up as a ghost, but I mean, the main point we have here, Yoda, we got to talk Yoda. God, I, I just love, and even just the classic, uh, puppet Yoda, I mean, seeing this again in this movie was amazing. Um, Frank Oz does an amazing job with both the, the, the voice and the, uh, puppeteering, uh, of Yoda, um. So I just Yoda's perfect in this movie. Um also just I now I'm thinking of the bad lip reading uh, seagulls and now you go. Out there, out
3: there.
0: <laughs> Him just beating R2 D2 with a stick too is hilarious. Mine, mine, mine,
2: mine <laughs> Oh my god.
1: Yeah, like what's not to love about Yoda in this one? Like, come on, like, <laughs> he's, he's such a is. he's such a kook, and yeah, yeah, he like he's he's testing Luke, like you know, like like mm-hmm. everyone who watched the prequels is like, ah, why is Yoda acting like a freaking senile old man in this one? I'm like, well, like he's 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 testing Luke, just you know, kind of like how Vader did, low key, mm-hmm. like he can tell Luke is like, he's kind of impatient and he's bugging the shit out of Luke on purpose to like, you know, see what's going on. And, uh, all the scenes where he's just like communicating with like Ben yeah. is like really good. And just like, you get a lot of expositional shit when you, when you just listen to what Yoda is saying, uh, when Luke is with him on Digabaw, the training sequences, I actually really like, and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's really sweet.
0: Yeah. Um, I actually really think, and you mean it, you have the line at the end, right when Luke leaves Dagobah and Yoda's just like to Ben, there is another, and I mean, at that point, I'm sure they're referring to, they're referring to Leia, aren't they, at that point? But,
3: I thought he was referring to Vader.
0: Oh, yeah, that-
3: but he, well, he might have been able to foresee that, like, Vader was going to be the one to turn and actually kill Palpatine.
0: That, I can see that, too. I mean, it, but at it,
3: first, Yoda thought it was a prophecy misread. We know that from the line, prophecy misread, we might have. Mm-hmm. And, like, I figured that he might have just been like, oh, maybe we were right. But we weren't right in the sense that we thought we were at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, Yoda's amazing in this movie. Um, so My I favorite just...
3: part of Yoda in this movie is when, like, he finally gives up the charade. Yeah. Because we see him sitting there, like, mind it is, take it, I will. Oh, nine volts batteries this is. <laughs> and, like, he's just sitting there acting like a whole fucking goon. And then Luke's just like, Muck! I'm going to fucking kill him. And then he just, like, walks I'm going to a man's swing out in the water, I can't do it. <laughs> and then, like, Yoda's just sitting there, and he just finally, like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. He is.
3: Too old. And he just starts talking and Ben looks like, yo, wait, what the fuck? You're like smart. And he's like, too impatient. And I'm like, wait, what? I was like, this is like, Yo, like, Kermit's fraud you now? Like, he's fucking smart. He knows what he's,
2: what?
3: And it was like, it was actually a shock to me and I I, I love it every time because it like, it just proves that, yeah, he's been around the block, but like, I think this was him trying something new. Because mm-hmm. he's, people this old like the Jedi always started
2: super young mm-hmm. Even when Anakin was like
3: fucking nine Yoda's like holy shit kid this old he is <laughs> and like now here Lucas being like
2: a fucking 20 year old mm-hmm. Yoda's like hmm train him I will <laughs> not sure how only have candy canes and lollipops like I, I do not sure how to get an adult to do
3: things I am but try I will. No, no, I will. There is no try. Like, yeah, I I, I think it's interesting because he's trying some new shit. He's like, yeah, bro. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll train a 20-year-old, even though, like, it's not really been done. But, sure, yeah, I'll try it. And Ben's like, please, just do it, Yoda. And he's like, shut mm, the fuck up, you will? <laughs> but, Jeez. yeah, Yoda's a boss in this movie, especially when... Look, Luke is like, no one can lift on that, yeah. and he just, and then he'll just like, hmm. <laughs> and just lifts it out of the water. And Luke's like, what the
2: fuck? <laughs> and will just like, hmm, stop being such a whiny bitch, you are, and show you
0: how to do that, I will. And Luke's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah i just yeah i think we've said enough there i did just want to before we get into the rankings let's just talk about like the world building um like we have mentioned dagobah is awesome you got hoth and you got bespin i mean these three planets are all so unique and cool um and i think josh mentioned it with they put cgi into bespin in this cut to make it look so much better um So, yeah, I mean, I I liked all three of them. I think Bespin might be my personal favorite, just because I remember the original Battlefront 1 and doing Bespin platforms in Cloud City, and those were, like, my favorite maps. They're so good. Um, My my main map to
3: practice on when I'll do villains, like, I'll practice the lightsaber combat, mm -hmm. and I'll always do it at Bespin because it's just such a beautiful map. Mm-hmm. I, I was ecstatic when they brought it back for Battlefront 2, because I remember loving it in Battlefront 1, especially when like all 900 players in the session had a fucking jetpack on. Mm-hmm. So you're all just flying around the map, <laughs> like trying to shoot at each other, and you have like shields, fucking back-to-bombs, Yeah nobody's dying because we all just maxed our health out at like 8000 mm. and it all oh, it was beautiful you're all just flying around hoth watching the planes go by seeing slave 1 out on the platform outside of the administrator's palace it yeah beautiful map has been uh, such a beautiful city
1: that's
3: yeah. beautiful map.
0: yeah gabe you got anything to say about the world building
1: um yeah, I really like how they started on Hoth. The mm-hmm. Hoth sequence in general, that shit's unforgettable. The AT- oh, yeah. ATs, come on. They look like giant robotic, you know. Whatever. As long
3: as they don't have any giant robot camels, we'll be fine. Off, Jim. <laughs> <gym>. Robot <laughs> camels. <laughs>
1: like, they're so cool. And, like, the giant cannons on the front, it was like, oh my gosh, you can delete people with those. Yeah. But, like, Woo-hoo. it's, yeah, I love the whole fight scene, like, you know, just, like, even, like, even watching him go down and watching the rebellion fight back is, like, a pretty cool sequence,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and obviously you got Bespin, and, you know, Dig about, I, I love Bespin, Bespin's
3: beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Was it yeah, only yeah. those three planets and like,
2: space? Is, like, did yeah. this whole movie really just revolve around three planets and. In- the rest was just bitches in space.
0: I believe so. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like the asteroid was the only other thing that they landed on uh, when they were. Huh? Yeah, With the,
3: the fucking big ass worm.
0: Yeah, um, that worm looked like something else. But I'll leave that oh, to. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> get your head out of the asteroid cube. <laughs> um, let's get to the villain rankings. Um, so let's add Boba Fett to the rankings. So right now, as it stands, uh, the current rankings, Darth Vader is at number one already with the six. Um, number two, Palpatine with a 5.99 to break that tie. Then we have Jango at a 5.73. Fourth place is Darth Maul with a 5.67, followed by Tarkin with a 5.23, then General Grievous with a 5.17, uh, then Count Dooku with a 5, and Director Krennic with a 4.67. Boba Fett, I think... So... I'd probably put him in third place behind Palpatine and Vader. Um, I think that Boba Fett is definitely better than Django. Um and we had Django at a 5.73. I'm giving Boba a 5.8. He's awesome. The only thing I would say is, you know, technically, and they didn't really need to give him development in this movie. He served his purpose, and he was awesome in this movie. Um, it's, you know, and we're gonna get that development from him in The Mandalorian, obviously, that we've talked about. Um, so, Really, yeah, five point eight for Boba. I think he's right under Palpatine and Vader. Um, in third place. So,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna give Boba a six. He's just too freaking cool for me. Like, ah, like he's a he's my favorite, probably my favorite non lightsaber wielding person. Mm-hmm. He's just so cool, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i going to give him a six.
2: Yeah.
0: You're good.
3: <laughs> yeah, fuck it. He was getting a six, too. I mean, Star Wars just needs to stop having such cool-ass villains, man.
0: Yeah, well and here's the thing, he is going to be the third best villain under Palpatine Invader. Um so I I think that I'm glad he ended up there. Um I just I feel like it made sense to make sure he ended up there because I think Palpatine Invader are just a lot a lot I guess better and more iconic. Um but Bofet's yeah,
3: also looks like a grandpa ball, bro. <laughs>
0: I mean you're right. <laughs> But he has unlimited power.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean what you really need in the galaxy like Vader is some unlimited fashion stuff. So that motherfucker's just like, yeah, I'll wear a bed sheet.
0: Yeah. Well hey, so some
3: unlimited bitches for once Instead of doing your unlimited bitching about Luke, bro.
0: Yeah, well, hey, we've got a uh, five point nine three for Boba Fett, so he is not f- yeah. he's not far behind uh, Palpatine Invader. So, um, and then um, for the movies, uh, right now we have Rogue One at a five point six, Revenge of the Sith at a five point four three, A New Hope at a four point three three, Attack of the Clones at a four point one seven, and Phantom Menace at a two point one seven. I'm giving Empire Strikes Back a six. I think it's it's really the most iconic and most perfect Star Wars movie that you're going to find. Um, there's a couple oofs, like, we've all... Like, only two oofs that I can really think of that I already pointed out. Otherwise, it's, it is really a perfect film. Um, character development is top-notch. The awesomeness of these characters is a top-notch. I mean, yeah, I, a six for sure, I think this deserves to be the number one Star Wars movie. So um,
1: I'm saucing it with a 6-2. When I was watching it, I genuinely had, like,
3: zero complaints. Like, mm-hmm. I just absorbed it. Right. I'm also going down with a 6, or we all know this is my favorite movie. We knew it would happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that there was no surprise that this was going to end up as the number one, and Yeah, so, right now, uh, the top three, I think, that are probably gonna stay are Empire Strikes Back, Rogue One, and Revenge of the Sith. um, Oh, yeah! So, I I think that, I think that, um, everything else is definitely gonna go below it. Um, we'll see if anything else cracks the fives, uh, the fives, um, maybe Return of the Jedi, maybe Force Awakens, we'll see. (laughs) I don't know, um... But, uh, so that will conclude Empire Strikes Back. Um, so the schedule for this, uh, upcoming week and next week, um, so on Friday, Josh, Gabe, and I will be back to recap the premiere episode of WandaVision. We are super excited to get back to the MCU and to talk about everything that happens there. We have no idea what to expect, um, and so it's going to be exciting to talk about, something that is by far my favorite franchise of all time so just to have talk about everything that new that we haven't gotten anything new since far from home so um so and then uh, on Sunday, JJ and I will be finishing our Spider-Man stuff with Insomniac Spider-Man. We'll be talking about the PS Four game um, and ranking that among the other Spider-Man stuff. Um, and we'll eventually get to talking about Tom Holland when we talk about when Will gets back to talk about the Phase Three of the MCU movies, um, finish the Infinity Saga, and then otherwise next Tuesday, we'll us three will talk about Return of the Jedi. So. Um, Josh, you had real, something.
3: Yeah, real quick, um, because this is uh, a tribe of nerds, uh Harrison Ford.
2: do well, not get worried. <laughs> no, not oh.
3: But <laughs> I, I believe it <laughs> Yeah, George Lucas killed Harrison Ford. But uh Beth Sita just announced that apparently there's gonna be a new Indiana Jones game. So I thought I'd just announce that. Oh for... yeah, I saw that. I just saw that and I was like, "What?"
0: <laughs> well, we can. can I uh, think
3: for some nerds at the end of podcast.
0: Yeah. Hey, we can. We can definitely drop it, and eventually, us three will probably cover. As soon as we get through the Skywalker saga, we'll probably cover the uh, Star Wars shows that will come up. Most, most definitely, we will. Um, but oh, we don't. Bro,
3: that book of Boba Fett. Oh hell yes.
0: Yeah, we will definitely be doing it. Um, we. Don't know. Other than Book of Boba Fett, we have no idea when that's coming up, Um, but uh, what dates uh, will be coming up. But uh, otherwise, that's our schedule. So we'll see you guys next time on Tribe of Nerds.